Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Why don't... Oh, sorry, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Thank you. I clean forgot. (laughs) And uh, you can text us on 8.12.15. We're live now. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We've got eggs today. Yeah, we've got eggs. Mm. Um, Where did they come from, the eggs? Oh, from that, from our support staff. <laughs> oh, lovely. But you know what Chocolate they say? You, staff. you know what they say? Never eat fan food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. Uh, yeah. I might have to get a, a, a taster. Oh no, they're not fans, don't worry. <laughs> oh, they're <laughs> certainly not fans. <laughs> they're staff. They work on the show. Do people still use uh, tasters for food? People in high positions. Oh, that'd be good. I when I say know. people in high positions, I don't mean uh, tennis. Referee, no. umpires. <laughs> yeah, sorry, umpires. Yeah, no, but I like the use of tennis referees, and I think we should. Yeah, we use knew, it more we often. all knew, we all yeah. knew what, what I meant by that. What else could I possibly mean by? It? Yeah, but since that sitcom is, did people think oh, referees? Is that like the training shoes they wear? No, yeah, but I mean, it was the umpires. Got tricky well, I was since just that helping. Sitcom. I thought I was helping explain it. You know, like know. Shakespeare does for the uh, the groundlings. Stop things. arguing and eat that cake. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can I point out that Alan Cochran's sitcom starts on Thursday <laughs> evening? Mine. Can I point oh, out that I've seen it? Yes. Oh, goodness. And I find him at least 34% more attractive. Well, that's makeup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because of his fantastic that in performance. my everyday life. Turns out he's quite a good actor, Frank. Well, I didn't doubt that for a second. I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> I've heard some of his tales from the job centre. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, so watch that. What's it called, Alan? Trying again. Trying yeah. again. Sky Living. Why have we started with the <laughs> advert for the sitcom? No, it just cropped up, didn't it? Yeah, That's, it what happens. That's what happens on this show. Things crop up. Yeah. Um, I know, I'm going to turn the aircon down. Um, oh, we've had a text in, Frank, from uh, Barry. He says, hi, Frank what, and the team. Do you team. mean the, a person or the island no, in Wales? Not from the entire island. This is okay. just from Barry. <laughs> He says, hi, Frank and the team. It was great to see Frank back back in Bournemouth last week. Uh-huh. I hope that he enjoyed the Boscombe TARDIS and encountered the local residents. A famous Boscombe local is Gaza. I was going to shout this out, but it did not seem appropriate. Gaza hmm. doesn't live in Boscombe. No, I didn't think... So he's saying. Well, maybe he's moved there now, Frank. Might it's a different Gaza. Mm. <clears throat> I'm now in the position of that judge who says, who is Gaza? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, yes. I was. I, I played um, Bournemouth, and as you know, if your British geography is uh, red hot, mm. Boscombe is um, it's right there mm-hmm. um, in in Bournemouth, next to Bournemouth, joined to Bournemouth, within Bournemouth, it's there. Uh-huh. And they've got they've opened an actual police box. Have they? Like a proper old fashioned. They used to have in the fifties in this country. So it's got like a. It, it looks exactly like the TARDIS. Well, not exactly, but more or less exactly like the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a door in the front, and you can uh, use the phone to call the police in times of. Uh, wow. I'm sure, this is no reflection on Boscombe and its yeah. residents. But I was looking at it, and I had my photo took in front of it and stuff. I was with Gareth, um, who used to be on this show, of course. 
in the golden age. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Award-winning here, do you? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And uh, and then this man came up who... um, how can I describe him? He had about, uh, I'd say he had no more than five teeth. He had between three and five <laughs> teeth. So he's your demographic, essentially. Yeah, and he had um, he had a camouflage coat on mm. and uh, and a baseball cap. Oh. And um, we had a conversation, which mm. um, I thought was very enlightening about the Boscombe Tardis, and I'll share it with you after this uh, after this short break. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I made him change my chair in the break, didn't I? Yeah, it was... Um, I saw a complete flashback <laughs> to Emily when she was about ten. Because there's, 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 what's wrong with the armrests? They weren't they there. Were, they were broken. The armrests were too hard. They, they were broken. <laughs> she was going, oh, my arm is hurting. Oh, I can't... Oh. I can just... I could see. I could see the child. <laughs> Anyway, so this bloke with the um, with the reduced number of teeth, mm. um, camouflage jacket, he pointed at this um, at this police box. He said, "What do you see? <laughs> what do you see?" And oh. I said, "Well, um, I Cash thought he was race. I thought he was getting at the doctor reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it, hopefully he'll be the next host <laughs> of catchphrase." <laughs> um, and he and I said, "Well, the Tardis," and he said, <laughs> He said, "It's it's a." Prison for boskers. Oh. Um, which hadn't struck me at all that that's what it was being used for. I, I, was, I, I was tempted to put my ear to it to see if I could hear, mm. um, uh, let me take you. <laughs> but he was very adamant about this, and then he walked away, and he said, um, he said to me, you've got a, a very juvenile view of life. <laughs> Did you really you said, say that? I hope you yeah. said you do. No, I, 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 I quite like response. it. As we'd driven there especially to see the TARDIS, I couldn't really argue <laughs> <laughs> against it. But he was... Uh, I don't think he was a fair representative of Boscombe because I was... Uh, we were then... We, we wandered off, Gareth and I, and we were beckoned into a cafe by two young women. Oh. I'm liking this uh, Wallace this and Gromit like an friendship school. you and Gareth have. Like, I like the old school tour story. <laughs> we were beckoned somewhere by two young women. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were filming the story the confessions of a, of a window cleaner at the time. <laughs> it was a bit... And these two women ran a cafe called the Twisted Teapot. Oh, and yeah. And they were sisters. And uh, they called us in and gave us free carrot cake. Nice. Mm. So there you go, two, two sides of the same Boscombe coin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, bit juvenile. It was fairly juvenile. So, mm. but it was it was very odd last week because we drove off on tour from London, and if you know um, that London area, you may know Vanguard on the A40, which is a big tall tower next to the Hoover Building. Oh, yeah, and it, they have a they have, they have a sort of gimmick. I don't even know what they do, the company, but they have they have storage or. They have things on the roof. Don't look at me, I don't get involved in admin. That could be today's texting, what do Vanguard do? Yeah, so that'd be a great texting. (laughs) (laughs) But they have, like, um, they'd be advertising. let that be your texting. Advertisers who pay to be on this (laughs) programme, absolutely furious, where we're doing a massive Vanguard (laughs) special. But anyway, they, they have things on top. They have, I've seen aeroplanes up there, and uh, they have a big inflatable oh, Santa. Oh, like big installations, yeah. Oh, right. And they've got a TARDIS up no. there. No. 
So we drove past the TARDIS, then I went to Cardiff, where we went to the Doctor Who experience, yeah. and then we went to Cardiff. Oh, I mean, it was... <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be moving back in with your parents. Exactly. <laughs> Do you think this is true, Emily? Do you think he's really seen three TARDISes in a week? I think it's that non-alcoholic wine he's there was more. Back. There was more than three at the Doctor Who experience, I can tell you. It was... Uh... And the lecky sickies, back on those as well. <laughs> I'll tell you something else. I, um... My shoelace came undone in Cardiff. I know oh, this is, doesn't sound like it's going to be one of the great anecdotes. All right, Peter Euston off. Let's hear this anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've no, I don't know whether this is a deliberate council policy across the nation, but there are less things to put your foot on, the right height mm. to put your foot on. Or maybe I can't get my foot as high as I used to. <laughs> I think that might be what it is. Um, well, some people go straight down. They actually... Go down, don't they, and go hinge, flat hinge to the It's a very interesting yeah, yeah. point, Frank, because I'm often forced to do that myself when I'm doing the heel swap. Of okay. Course. So I'm looking for something about about sort of calf height. Is that what you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should explain the heel swap. You mean when you go from flat so to So if heel. I'm going out, just FYI, readers, if I'm going out <laughs> for the evening, mm. I'll sometimes wear a ballet pump... Um, not really a trainer, it's a bit more New York. A ballet pump or a flip-flop mm. to commute around town. I'm a girl about town. Yes. And then I'll find a secret corner of an alley, maybe, <laughs> to put the heels on just before I arrive at the venue. Yeah. No one ever knows. The ballet pumps go in the back. But but, but that's a different leaning position, that, isn't it? Because you're, I imagine well, I'll be you're the like, judge of that. You know when people do that, the, the, um, the sort of uh, thigh stretch? You see footballers doing it. It's a bit like that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the hamstring, yeah. But I needed something. I think there might be a, a, a sort of health and uh, safety policy yeah. to stop people tying shoelaces on cancel posts and walls in case they have a slip and fall incident and catch a, catch mm. a shin. Does <laughs> anyone who works for a local council? Can you fill us in? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know, earlier you were talking about tying your shoelaces in one of the better anecdotes that's ever featured on our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a much, it's something you don't hear much discussed now. So oh. this has, it has a, it has a sort of a smell of originality. I think it's up there with mine about um, you forget how hot peppercorns are sometimes, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> anyway, Simon has texted us. He says, I take the touch-toe stance when tying my laces. Whoa, does that mean it, with a straight leg? Oof, well, I would imagine. It's very flexible in the hamstrings, if, well, if that's the case. You see, if I did that, I'd have to have very long laces and tie them <laughs> at about just above knee my high. knee. Yeah. They'd be no good to me at all. They'd be dangerous. Well, hold your high horses. Let's read on. But you are against a ticking clock before toppling sideways. I was once so determined to finish tying my shoelace before losing balance and toppling sideways that I did, in fact, fall, but continued the process whilst <laughs> lying on my side. Well, there's an That's argument. Well done for that, though. But uh, there is an argument that it's easier if you, if you just lay on the floor and, and <laughs> yeah. tie it down. Mm, I'd tie my do mine. I just lie in the street and tie my shoelace. <laughs> what I need is a sort of telescopic heel yeah. that I can bring down and then use that as yes. my support. That'd be brilliant. Mm-hmm. But like, you know those um, tape measures that you get? Like, yeah. Like, like workmen have. Yes, yeah. I know tape measures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you mean the stiff ones? Yes. Yeah. You could just hook... If, you, if it was like that, your heel, you could just hook that on a curb and then lift it up and then it's a supportive uh, <laughs> heel. Any, if there's any inventors listening, you're in your shed this morning, mm. wondering what to try next, let's go for the telescopic t- lace-tying heel. Mm-hmm. We've had another. We've had an email in Frank from Connor Clark, 
who's got something of a dilemma. Hi, Frank, Emily and Venn Diagram. That's not going anywhere. (laughs) My wife and I run a popular book club on the last Monday of every month. It's enjoyable. Richard and Judy. (laughs) It's enjoyable, educational. No, it's not Richard and Judy. And I'm sure something Frank would approve of. In nearly three years, we've only missed a couple of meetings. And that's been when we were on holiday, turning right on the plane. Sorry, Emily. However, the next book club clashes with tickets I have to see Frank in Liverpool on the 28th. Can you offer any advice? Obviously, I'm not missing your show, but I still need something to tell the angry book lovers. A novel by Beryl Bainbridge. <laughs> um, it, needs, it needs... Um, it depends what the book is, doesn't it? Mm. Well, this is true, yeah. It's a lousy book. Or if it's the first chapter and they can catch up, but if it's the last chapter of the whole... They don't do a chapter a week, do they? Don't they? It's the idea you have to read a book for homework. Has anyone here ever done a book club? No. Um, Not officially. I I did a thing with... um, When I was on tour once, Mm. me and my support act did a thing that we both had to read a book and then tell the other one about it, but it was separate books. Okay. And just we did you it nodded by, off. Just <laughs> well, we went into a, a radio. Uh, a, 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 I didn't go into a radio shop. We went into a, a bookshop. Went into I, a radio. I, that's a bit juvenile. And I gave I gave numbers uh, first of all. So it was uh, like seven, three, four, or something. So it was the seventh bookcase in the shop. Four shelves up, three books across, and that was what we had to read. Oh. So I ended up with a gay novel, and he ended up with uh, a Catherine Cookson. <laughs> Which we then um, then read and had to tell each other about. So that was a, it's a book club of, of sorts. Anything yeah. that gets people reading. Mm. I mean, there's part of me thinking, well, they have bought the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I do hate that. For so s- go if you like. Sold out and they've then got empty seats. This sort of seems like the ultimate heckle, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know, if, if they're at a book club, it's the best possible excuse. <laughs> I'd rather you came. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Why might, if there's any other tickets left, why not bring the whole book club? You can do it in the intermission. Oh, that'd be mm. good. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, what was we talking about? I don't know. Tiny shoelaces. That's mm. become my catchphrase as I've got older. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. What was we talking about? Mm. Yes. Still oh, nobody's replied to today's texting of uh, what, what is what Vanguard. Do Vanguard. What do they do? What I can't do believe do? it. What's, there must be people that drive up and down the A40. They must have found it. Yeah. I'm damned if I'm Googling it. No, me neither. What about... Um, I went and saw Noah. Oh. The film. Mm-hmm. We're going to need a bigger boat. I know that. Yeah? That's the man with the boat, isn't it? It was... Um, is that a line from the film? We're going to need a bigger boat. No, that's a line from Jaws. Oh, yeah. But you have to pay to download that, so you probably haven't seen it. <laughs> Russell, uh, Russell Crowe doesn't really do lines like that, does he? No. Well, I don't uh, know. I only spent a couple of evenings with him. <laughs> oh, of course. I genuinely, I know him. I know, I know I've encountered do. him, but I can't tell my anecdote because it involves a lot of expletives. Okay. Um, well, good. <laughs> but um, I've, I only know him through, through celluloid. Okay. And uh, do you know uh, Celluloid? <laughs> that right, posh girl lives in. Now, I've seen him in films. I find um, he's obviously a good actor, but he's a good actor oh, yeah. who seems to be thinking, for blimey, I'm a good actor. <laughs> All the time he's acting. <laughs> he's, um, he's very momentous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So everything he's got, he's he said... He's not got much self-doubt, old Russell. No, but everything he said in the film was... 
Pass. Impulse. Battle. Pass-a-tall. Pass-a-tall. Is he drunk Scottish in it? It wasn't no, great. I just, I just, I didn't, watching, I was it? It didn't, I didn't think it needed words. <laughs> um, did, did he? He does speak in it, doesn't he? He does, but is, you know what I mean? It, it needs I a like bit that. like that. In, I imagine uh, him wearing a sou'wester as he says it. He's just momentous. If I was the director, I'd have said, Ross, I love it, but it's just a bit too momentous, you know. Can we have less... That was never a note I got on the sitcom. Can we have less momentousness, Alan? A bit of light and dark, Russell. (laughs) Too momentous. I can't take that much momentous. It's making my shoulders hurt. The idea of you directing Russell Crowe. <laughs> no, but you know, I'd, I'd sell my house. I'm for sure. That. I'm sure we've all seen um, that home movie footage of Hitler dancing. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, yeah. no, no. It's it's Hitler socialising. Seen it? It's in my the, screensaver in the Birch Garden. Um, it's Blondie. Uh, it's Blondie there. Without a breath. I, I, I think um, Bart Blondie's um, tied up. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's with Ava, uh, that's his dog, by the way, in case you're yeah. wondering. Um, and he dances, he dances quite well, fair play to him. Yeah. And, uh, fair play to him! <laughs> and you can't say that about Adolf Hitler! I think you can say well, you that. you can. That's what people say about him. Oh, he's a wonderful public speaker. And he dances quite well, fair play to him. That's what they say now, they're adding that now. So, but the, my, my, my point is that Hitler didn't, he clearly he didn't momentous Hitler. But he also he had a, you know he could be he could relax and have light a, a lightness shade. of touch yeah lightness <laughs> of touch very light on his feet Hitler Russell Crowe is just and you know he kind of mm. thingy was in it Anthony Hopkins thingy oh he loves being called thingy <laughs> Anthony Hopkins he does I mean he does a, he does a great momentous but also he's got he does the quiet touch, doesn't yeah. he he does a bit about liking berries in it spoilers and oh. uh, and it's oh, I can't uh, wait it's, to see this film it's lovely also it's you know it's been, how does Anthony Hopkins do you Anthony Hopkins what does he do he does light and then shade oh, mate, it's, it's, it's good to see you yeah that is no, uh, that, that's alright Come, come, Noah. Noah, you need to relax. Come dance with me. <laughs> it's getting hot in here, so let's take off all your clothes. You know what I mean? He can do. He can be. He can be light-hearted, where in a way that Russell Crowe can't. Um, if you know what I mean. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. You've gone to see Noah, which starred Russell Crowe and Thingy. No, I, I'm a great fan of Sir Anthony Hopkins, but um, I just for a second I had a, mm. I had a senior. Um, also, it's it's very right on. You know, it's all about saving the planet. Really, it's not it's not so much about. Um, uh, I'm I'm not going to give too much about it, but you must know it's no full of publicity. There's a lot of uh, they're vegetarians and stuff, and that's why they save the animals. A lot of rain is there. Is there a lot of rain in it? It's a fair amount of rain. Right. That holds no appeal whatsoever. Can I ask, though, if you were a really super vegetarian, would you name your son Ham? No. no. Seems likely, doesn't it? Does mm. there a ham in it? That's, that's, Other that's, than Russell Crowe. That's <laughs> a, I, don't, I don't know if he's... I uh, can't possibly... If he's listening, he's the sort of bloke who can come round the studio. Yeah, I'd take Oh, him. he will. Yeah. He listens to everything. Hi, Russell. I'd take Miss you. Yes. Oh, can I have a word with you outside? <laughs> um, okay. He called me Wizzy UK. That was his nickname for w- me. Wizzy UK? Because mm. wow. he had a friend in Australia called Wizzy, and apparently I looked just like her. 
But even that, <laughs> even that, I bet he said, you are Wizzy UK. <laughs> he couldn't do it in a light way. I'm going to put you in my phone. I was, um, <laughs> I'd be so frightened if he said that. Are you going to speak to me again? I was, um, I was in the park with, with my son, Boz, and, um, B-U-double-Z. And, uh... Double Z? He was on the... Double Z? He was on, um... He was on the swing. Mm -hmm. Oh, they love the swing. Well, he, he went through a period of being frightened of the swing, but now he's back to it. So I was giving him a good old push, and this mm. kid walked past, this small child, and went, the baby's going high. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just carried on walking. And I kind of... <laughs> That made me think, oh, God, I'm pushing him too high. What an interesting piece of commentary. I don't think you should take health and safety advice from other children. <laughs> That's one of the rules. I was, well, they're taught it now at school. They won't I, mislead you. I took Bertie, my niece, on the swings the other day, and there were some children on the roundabout, and one of them said, um, you can't come in here, this is National Rail. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's what they play in playgrounds now, National Rail. Oh, God. <laughs> come back to this. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So, I, 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 so I, how, how high you go on the swing, I don't know. But mm. I, I noticed that I, I slowed up a bit when I, I was getting... He was There was a sort of kink at the end of the arc where he was sort of dropped... We're not back mm. to Noah. Or, so, or Ray Davis. So, yeah, so I felt like I was pushing him. Uh, but, um, you know, they want, he wasn't complaining. No, they're fine with it. Also, we went to a, a zoo in Golders Green. Is this you and Buzz oh, now, or you yeah, and Gareth? Yeah, me, me, Buzz, and the whole family. Another of your day trips. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we saw, you know, so Buzz is going donkey, donkey at, at the donkeys, obviously, and the owl, owl, Not donkey owl at the owls. It's all very good, and um, and he likes the animals and all that. And then as we was walking back, he went, he pointed again, and it was uh, it was a rat on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you in the cafe by that point? And I actually went. Rat, <laughs> rat. Even though I'm thinking, oh, it's a rat. It was quite close, mm. and um, the, the rat didn't. He didn't flee, even though he got close. The rat oh, they're, might oh, think they're brave souls. There. Might think it's part of the zoo. Well, it does live. Why well, shouldn't I, it? No, it very much looked as if it wasn't. It very much looked. No, but I mean, what it thinks and what no. it is is two different no, no, things. No, no, but I it? thought it's manner. It like a burglar rat. Its manner was very much. Hey, I'm. I'm not part of the zoo <laughs> thing. Don't point me out. You know, I'm... Well, I'm an independent free spirit. I'm here incognito. This is my hood, you know. He, he felt like it wouldn't right to be pointed at him like he was here. It's like when you see those... You know those punks with big mohawks you see getting <laughs> photographed in London? You think this is not what it should be like for the punks. They should be troublesome and uh, mm -hmm. outlaws. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and... Um I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Oh, thanks very much. Did you forget who we were? Mom? No, I thought I'm, I'm sounding a bit one-legged. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a radio term. Uh, you can text us on 812.15, uh, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. When you said I'm sounding a bit one-legged, it's a radio term, the producer just looked at me and shook her head as if to go, it's not, Alan. 
As if I'm making little notes it like, is. oh, well, that'll be handy for it's, my it's, uh, it's a comment on, on, on man- manoral sound. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, good. I like just saying you're sounding a bit toppy. That's all I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit lager toppy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, well, this weekend it's Easter. Apparently there has some what? tremendous religious significance. Yeah, Which is lost on me. Mm. And me. Frank, no, did, Frank fasted yesterday. What? It's Good Friday. You have to fast on Good Friday. Oh, really? I ate loads as well. I had a Good Friday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'll have a, you won't have such a Good Friday in the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I just you see go, You go into Barrow and Furnace. Sorry, <laughs> <but you can. laughs> He's using the days for what they're intended in fairness. I've used the days... To lie in bed and dream up revenge strategies. People insulted me in 1987. Oh, yeah. That's what I do with my extra time. Oh, I, well, okay, well, I do. At least you're, um, you know, looking back at your life. <laughs> I like that sort of thing. Yeah, but they found. Have you read about this hot cross bun? Because I need to oh, talk yes. to you about hot cross buns. I'm, I, I have major hot cross bun issues. Okay. To do with the citrus. Got bun issues. It's, it's. Oh, there are you. <laughs> it's the citrus inclusion. But we'll get to that. Oh yes. Um, What's in there? The citrus. There's oh, like a great big raisins. orange bits, maybe. There's big orange bits in a yeah. big crossbun. Well, I think it depends on your. But I have I have known like a sort of you know a sort of a marmalade slice. Yeah. yeah, it's a hideous surprise. I have so had them with those in. Yes. It's like meeting your dream man and then finding he's got white snake on his iPod. That's what it feels like. Yeah, oh, I love a hot crossbun. <laughs> Oranges. Can I ask a question? One is when I was a kid. Mm. Um, we used to have tangerines. Hang on, we're going back a bit here. <laughs> we used to have tangerines, and then suddenly they turn into satsumas. Yeah. Are they one and the same thing, or is that a different breed of small orange? I don't know, I can't remember the Peasants' Revolt, what uh, was going on. That would right be uh, today's text in 8, 12, 15. No, tan- they, are, they are different. Are they? Mm. We I did get resolution on Vanguard. You know, we had the uh, the Vanguard text in, um, mm. Paul has texted, Vanguard are an... Um, are an American investment company that manage money on a passive basis. That is all. Cheers, Paul. I manage money on a passive basis. Maybe. What about this hot cross bun? They so found a hot a cross bun. Can I ask this question? We had. I recently. Ask me anything. I recently <laughs> had a batch. You, know, you brought up citrus fruits. I recently <laughs> had a batch of. Um, let's call them satsumas. Let's yeah. try and be modern about it. Yeah. Well, if we're going modern, aren't they easy peelers now? That's what they call them, isn't it? Is that that right? That's in the pound shop. Okay. (laughs) Okay, what a giveaway. Um, And I found that, that obviously, that many of them were allowed to rot in the fruit bowl. That's all fruit. I would say 80% of the fruit that comes into our house rots into... Oh. But... That's a shame. I find with satsumas that you get... Some of them go squidgy and turn to... A sort of furry mosh. Mm-hmm. Some of them go like rock hard, oh, tiny yeah. cannibal. Oh, yeah. What in this crazy random universe <laughs> decides <laughs> which satsuma takes which route? I think it's. Uh, I love the furry. I think ones. the fork in the road is moisture. I think if it goes. Well, I'm talking about things that dwelleth in the okay, same calm bowl. Down. Yeah. I think heard if, you so angry. If one of them is below moist, then it goes hard, and I think if it's above moist, it goes mushy. Below and above moist. You know, from normal. If you take the same I like two a, fruit, I like a loose segment. One of them. <laughs> I really do. You, you think this link's not very tight? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, she's not about what she has for breakfast. <laughs> One segment of satsuma. <laughs> you know when the segments come loose? Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's the nice thing about yeah. the, the satsu, is, is that thing about just pulling the peel off without oh. any... No oh. need for the thumbnail to have any suffering at all. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I've done a tight, a tight peeled orange yeah. with my <laughs> thumbnail after. Yeah. It's, it's, it's throbbing. Yeah, but I don't like all the white flotsam and jetsam, though. Oh, I like, I like the, sli- like the, I like the slight tearing when you pull the inner fruit. You know, the tearing of the mm-hmm. pith. Oh, oh yeah. the tearing of the pith. What a <laughs> fabulous poem that is. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. What about this hot cross bun? Yes, the hot cross bun. It's 207 years old. This hot cross bun. This has been found in... in a house in Essex. Okay. There was a rather strange backstory. It was um, given to the owners... There would be, though. ...an electrician <laughs> in the 1980s, which I thought sounded quite uh, set up to a two Ronnies sketch. Yes, yeah, he'd done some work at his house. Yeah. And he'd inherited it or something. Like, who inherits a hot cross bun? It's not... Up I think it, you, they used to be considered, because of the cross and all that, to be something that was sort of uh, brought good fortune. So uh, people used to keep them. Right. Um... They tend to... I don't know what, what their um, uh, random factor is on going squidgy or hard. This one has clearly gone hard. You yes. couldn't keep a squidgy. Yeah. She said, no. Dot, the owner, I said it was like a ball of concrete. Apparently, yeah. um, yeah, but these original hot cross buns, they just had the cross on the top and they were like bread rolls. I wonder what the name of mm-hmm. Dot's website is. <laughs> what is it? Is it dot.com? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So these are more like bread rolls. They have the actual cross on the top. Yeah, there'd be no orange peel in these old style. Uh, oh no! No, you'd like that. I'd love it. Don't like the hideous surprise. <laughs> I'm. Um... Well, I think they're a pretty good band. <laughs> I my problem with them is any sort of uh, horizontal slicing I have to do. Oh, don't you like that, Frank? I find it very hard to judge. Oh. So what happens is I often get a thin slice and quite a thick slice. You know, when you have to slice. Right. And I hate that thing. What I, I find always with a hot cross bun, they get wedged in the toaster. Oh, the burny corner. So they start oh, to re- the they corner. start to really burn. And mm-hmm. I always do this thing, um, which is reckless, I know, but I go in with the knife oh, to no, pull them out. No, 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 oh, no, me no. too. Do you think no. I unplug it first? Do I buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> I go straight in, and oh, honestly, I'm, I'm absolutely oh, on edge. Turning my stomach. Are you on a knife's edge. I've, I think I've forgotten the dangers. Because I, I don't think that doesn't I, happen anymore, well, does it? I don't think you'll get a shock the... when you remember. No, but I haven't had an electric shock since the eighties. Really? Really? I think I'd, f- I think I'd find it quite nostalgic. No, I've had those static <laughs> things. But I haven't been thrown across a room since I, I would know say what you mean, though. 87. <laughs> when, when was that? It I does like seem story. quite a 70s thing to be warned about. It's a bit like it's don't like, listen to the radio in the bathroom. It is. It's like having a glass of milk, um, <laughs> having an electric shock. It's something that just, it's from my past. <laughs> Very odd. So, I, you know, I wouldn't mind, I don't want to kill her, but I wouldn't mind one that um, just shut me up a bit. Mm-hmm. I remember them being quite exciting in the in the oh, aftermath. Oh, Oh, Whoa, and you, then you got an anecdote just like that. Yeah, you'd say it, wouldn't you? Well, I just got a really big shock off that. Are you talking about off the plug or something? Anything like that? Yeah, but can I tell you why you got it a lot in the seventies? Because of the clothing. Well, it's all I'm, man-made fibres. I know, but that's that's static. I'm on about the. I think we should give some credit to electricians <laughs> as well for the last thirty years. I think they've started what a thing for you. Everything. Such a typical thing for you to say. <laughs> credit for electricians. For goodness' sake. We've started earthing things better. I think it's one of the. They don't teach them how to change plugs anymore. Points. They don't need to. No, it's easy, isn't it? 
Yeah. Can you think it took so long to supply plugs with electrical grid? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about plugs on Absolute Radio. <laughs> well, they like plugs on Absolute Radio, at least it's not for power at all, so makes a nice change. <laughs> on the Easter food, I eat eggs and boiled eggs all year round, love them, and now it's Easter, I feel like uh, there's loads of egg tourists on board, everyone's having it. What about when uh, my dad's chickens started eating their own eggs? And oh. I'll tell you that story. No. Did they? Well, I'll tell you later on. <laughs> Let's put it this way my dad dealt with it quite severely. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, yeah, my dad always kept chickens when I was uh, a kid. and uh, That must have been hard with the two dogs. Well, they weren't allowed in. The chickens were behind. Um, Oh. Chicken wire. Okay. Uh, and uh, wire as, as they call it. And uh, occasionally you'll get one rogue chicken will start eating their own eggs or eat all the other chickens' eggs. No. Which is not, it's not acceptable, <laughs> as they say in France. No. So um, this, the method was my dad would get an egg, an, an intact egg, and he'd, he'd blow it. You know how you blow an egg? You put a, a little hole mm-hmm. in each side and then you blow the contents Oh, yeah, we used out. to do that when we were kids. Mm-hmm. He'd then mix up um, <laughs> a, a sort of egg-sized um, portion of um, Coleman's mustard. Oh. He would and not yeah, do this. Honestly, and, he, and, he'd, <laughs> and, he'd blow, and he'd put that into the egg. I can't remember quite how he put it in, but he used to put that into the egg. Then he used to... <laughs> He used to um, re- put this egg in the uh, back in the chicken thing, <laughs> and after as he was leaving, having done this, he would take all the chicken's water <sighs> away, and then he would um, we'd just sit and wait. He's so precise with his punishment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, the um, well, it's more of a rehabilitation because mm. um, tough on so, the causes so, of crime. Suddenly, you'd see one chicken. I mean, running round. I mean, it, it madly, up mouth. and down, yeah, just running around, desperately looking for the water bowl that wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And that would go on. They'd be running around for maybe 15 minutes. Ironically, with a sore mouth, it'd be running around like a headless chicken. It would. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> and, that was quite um, ingenious of him to devise that, though. Well, I don't know if not, he devised it. It might oh, be something, it might be a not bit just ingenious. He might have heard it from a serial not, killer not or something. just ingenious on torture, but when they ate the chicken, they didn't need to put mustard on it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Always Fabulous. saving the pennies, out. You can be sure we <laughs> ate it pretty soon after. <laughs> if it was going to be a wrong one. <laughs> That's a... I'll tell you what I'm not partial to, the Cadbury's uh, cream egg. Oh, you're not a fan? Mm, oh, what about much. the mini ones? Confectionery overkill. Too much. Really? <laughs> Don't you find with it, you think, oh, I'll have a Cadbury's... Oh, I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> like about, I mean, literally about four I seconds. Sh- now. Uh, you've got a point. No. I'll tell you what I don't like is the proximity of the tin foil. Oh, I can't even talk about it. But it comes too close, doesn't it, to the mouth, the tin foil. Well, I, I take fully all the tin. I, yeah, yeah. I fully unwrap it as oh, well. So you've got some Peter of the Wild brown hands. Yeah, I'm all right. I've used the uh, wash that off with vomit by then. <laughs> <laughs> See what I do? Put a little bit of mustard in Frank's egg. Just to teach him a little lesson. And also, surely it should be a creme egg. Cadbury's creme egg. Well, it's C-R-E-M-E. Oh, you sound like a complete idiot if you said that. <laughs> Can I have a Cadbury's creme egg? <laughs> no, but you, you say it in every other... You say creme brulee, didn't you? True. You'd say oh, that's yeah. for a creme brulee. Or, a, or a, a, was it creme fraiche? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you speaking French. Can I have a <laughs> but Cadbury's you would say creme those. egg and are some you, creme fraiche? Not creme brulee, well, then, if you're going that far, it should be an... Just uh, practising it. 
Yeah. I say, no, I, I just think it's, it's <laughs> only a Cadbury's creme. I'm one of the... <laughs> That's what Frank's going to say no. when he goes into a news agent. No, but they've used the French spelling, that's my point. They, C-R-E- call it C-R-E-A-M if you want us to say cream egg, that's my point. Okay, I, I don't say, work for Cadbury's, I, I don't work for Van Rod either. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because Dave, you, I know they've added K's in a Kardashian style, but K-R-E-M-E, that should be Krispy Kreme. No, no debate. <laughs> Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. So um, I'm back in London today with uh, news like, from... Demonstrably. N- with news from north of the border. I've spent oh. um, most of last week in Scotland. Oh. And uh, talk about a missed opportunity. I was in Scotland from Monday to Thursday. What were you doing there? Uh, visiting family and one little gig. Oh, I thought there'd be money in there. <laughs> No, actually, actually, the family visit came first and the gig second. So it was a so, holiday? Yeah. Yes, largely. But a working one to a little mm-hmm. bit. That's nice that people anyway, go on holiday to Scotland. I didn't know that. The po- <laughs> Awful. <laughs> um, the point being, I was there all that time, didn't have a single conversation about Scottish independence. Not one. And on really? the way up, I'd meant to. Even last week when you said, what do your yeah. family think about independence? I totally forgot to ask. Well, I did offer my gran a cup of tea, who's 90, and she said, no, no, I'm fine. So she's pretty independent. <laughs> she said, what's yeah. for your nail go that, by that, you? That's not what they mean by Scottish independence. Is it not? No. <laughs> they don't want someone I mean, with I an think, English accent making I them tea. I think we accept they are by nature an independent lot, but this is a bit more official. Yeah, yeah but it's, it feels like I really missed... The, I met loads of people as well, like there was hotel staff. I think I might have had one conversation in England about it. Oh, I've had loads of conversations about it in England. Perhaps they're not bothered. It seems like... Somebody yeah, mentioned not. it at the gig, but nobody mentioned it backstage, nobody mentioned it in the street, mm. nobody well, talked anyway, to me about it What I don't want is a texting about it. Just a simple yes or no. No, I just I don't <laughs> want any, any dealings. It's not our business. <laughs> I don't want any dealings. It. Somewhat not, my business. But, yeah. I don't like the like that it's dealings if I was If I was Scottish, I would be very miffed about the amount of English people that's got a, an, with opinion an opinion on it. Yeah. Oh, Mind your own business. I'm very miffed about anybody when Bowie weirded in. That would have been the... David the, Bowie, yeah. yeah. Oh, honestly. Oh, Dan, you can do no wrong in my pal. eyes. Keep it shut, pal. Another weird thing happened. <laughs> um, we were staying Dave, in... David! The- David, keep it in there, mate. <laughs> 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 um, we were staying in a hotel that had a swimming pool, oh, which was, was exciting. Just, I was just making the... Po- no, I don't care. Yeah, but I, I, you don't understand. <laughs> Sorry, that was David Bowie. Oh, was it? Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> it's not as good as your Ian McMillan. No, well... <laughs> it's not dissimilar to Elvis get... Costello. No, it's no. not. Um, so we were standing in a hotel that had a... I'm not you're very good. Oh, you're very you didn't good. need to tell us that. <laughs> you did, uh, to an extent. You're very good at the people that nobody's heard of. <laughs> oh, I'm good at those. The <laughs> people that don't <laughs> exist. Those ones were great. Hey, I'm, if I'm good at anything, I'm, I'm good at that. That <laughs> going up thing at the end. Love it. So we stayed in this hotel that had a swimming pool, right? And I'm not lying. Oh, you were pushing I, um, the boat out? Oh, yeah. oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> No, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd just got a decent deal. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the but it's gym... The win- it's the winter months, guess what, Frank? The gym, it's not heated. It's always winter in Scotland. <laughs> There's no summer months there. The gym was obviously... Gym? Uh, uh, the gym and hotel were obviously used by 
people of a certain age in the Glasgow community. So oh. sometimes we were in the swimming pool and it looked like cocoon. It really did. <laughs> um, and and a, a strange a, thing. Did they happened. leave a ring around the sides of the swimming pool. <laughs> a strange thing happened when we were uh, getting changed. Me and my little boy. A man came in. It was a walk-in swimming pool with a door on. <laughs> <laughs> this senior that gentleman. Brian advertising it. Talk about a, a strange grooming habit. This senior mm. man came in from the shower. He had his towel wrapped around I him. I don't like the he way walked, this is going. Well, you might not. He walked up to the hairdryer, got the hairdryer, turned it on, and blow-dried his gentleman's excuse <laughs> me. You are... I'm not lying. In full view of everybody in the... Oh. Just give it a full blow-dry. <laughs> And I looked at it and thought, oh, I bet that feels really nice. Yeah. I bet it does, in fairness. How you mention it? Why, why haven't I it's thought like, of that? Can I, I thought? be the lone voice of reason? It doesn't look really nice. If I carried it, it's absolutely it disgusting. I don't, I don't mean it looked that. I mean, it looked like it felt nice. If I carried a hand, hand hairdryer, I could do it whilst tying my shoelace. I don't want you to ever do it. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, we um, we last Glasgow, left you with some shocking news. We were in a Glasgow changing room in front of the lockers with a pensioner using a blow dryer on his uh, nether regions, shall we say. That makes complete sense, if you think Did about it. Well, can I ask a question? It makes even more sense when you think he was... I can't remember focusing on it, but I think he had a bald head, so he was probably thinking, I should yeah. get my money's worth might out of that hair dryer. Might be Richard Fairbrass. <laughs> no, um, no, he was older. Can I ask a question? No what, was, older. He shirt, was his shirt sexy or, or less sexy than him? <laughs> he was less sexy. <laughs> was oh, well, there you go, then. It could have been him. <laughs> can I ask a question? Was yeah. he wearing trunks, or did he have... I'm imagining him with a towel held... Yeah. Slight, oh, it was the towel. It was towel and... Um, flesh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. I don't know if we should go into more detail on this. Okay, okay. But Respect it did make to me. Him, though. It made me think I'm having a go at that. I'm not sure I'm going to wait for as long as him. But uh, I'm. I'm. One day I'll be using a, a, a blow dryer on there. I did once, and I have to be careful. I'm afraid this. But I, let's say that a, a, a suddenly appearing damp patch on my trousers. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. You've been really careful, I Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to dry it. Absolutely I, I dried it on the hand dryer in the in the gentleman's. Yeah. And I had to sort of slightly climb up the wall a bit to get <laughs> uh, into Wincy in, Spider. But you're I glad you had like, your grippy <laughs> shoes on, weren't you? I look like Ivy. I look like Ivy climbing up the wall. <laughs> And uh, there was also, a cartoon character called Bella the Gymnast. I think I bet you were like that. Surprising how quickly it gets hot, though. So mm. the actual oh, surface yeah. area. Anyway, enough. I mean, I already moisturise my elbows and knees more frequently. Than I'm still days. having. I've mentioned hand cream on this show before. Someone sent me some hand cream once, and I thought, mm. um, don't send me hand cream, by the way. <laughs> Stick <Okay>. your hand cream. <laughs> um, but I, um, I can't. Probably another I, thing that I guy does. I can't find a window. Yeah, hand to put cream. the hand cream on. Because <laughs> I, sit, I put hand cream on and then I'm handling things and they're all... Oh, yeah. Even last, last Sorry, thing thanks. at night, I find my hands... Well, that's not a good time. They'll just slip out of bed. <laughs> that's when, not when, a good time. When I wake up, my arms are out of bed, my hands are on the floor, they've just slipped straight out of bed. Uh-huh. I've played havoc with your juggling, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've threw my juggling. I can't read. because You can't use your iPhone or anything, or any other phones are available. You can't use any, any phone. Are they? Not really. You can't, they're um, available, but I wouldn't have them. But you know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to anyone who had one. Um, can I just say something? I'm actually a bit phobic about hand cream. 
specifically watching girls apply it there's something a bit pre-operative surgeon about it mm. and i don't like it oh i like that do they run it to the elbow yeah they run it to the elbow oh, i like that while oh. they're talking to you have no. you got those um yeah have you got those minutes from the meeting i can't bear it when girls put hand cream well, on girls seem to do it a lot yeah they but, do um, twice a day you're meant to do it i, I can't you, do, you can't get it on everything you you own no. like i'd rather how just have do, the old madonna hands how often do you do it <laughs> Well, I don't do it enough, hence the old Madonna hands. OK. I might just get a couple of oven gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, joined. Joined in the middle. Um, <coughs> I'm just trying to read this note. Daisy, can mine. I just say, oh, Daisy we went a bit coughing major. Yeah, mm. I just couldn't quite read what she'd written. It's, all, it's my fault. So just can I establish it's my fault? <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute radio. My hair, speaking of grooming, mm-hmm. is longer than it's been for some time. I mm-hmm. quite like it. Yeah, well, see, I, I don't, I don't actually like the feel of it. This, I like that on the sides. Mm-hmm. But my girlfriend said to me, um, "Oh no, I like it long. Leave it." So I've sort of left it. But it, it suddenly there's a lot of decision making mm-hmm. when it's a bit longer. I've gone very much to my to my well, left mm-hmm. with it. You're passing but, to your left now. But it's sort of made its own decision right. on that. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering if I should have been more forceful. Mm-hmm. And I've also tried gelling it straight up in a Don King. Oh, oh did Edward. Yeah. Did you? How did that? Have you had a quiet week? <laughs> <laughs> it actually looked all right. It's look, you don't often see it on an old man. <laughs> if you can imagine if Fido Dido, you know, if you, if you where are they now, Fido Dido, and he's like an old guy living in the country, but his hair still the same. It, it's it's at that kind of. Can I give you a piece of advice? Oh. Please do. Which I'd love you to take. Okay. Mm. Um, I like your hair long. I agree with Kath. And I think if you've still got hair, no offence, which you have, mm. make the most of it, love. Yeah, if you've got it flaunted. Well, so. There I was are enough who don't have it. I, I was trying to... So a shoulder length it ponytail. I was trying to provide a ramp between having hair and not having hair, so people got right. used to the idea. Oh, mm-hmm. Whereas if it starts falling out now, it's like if Brian Mays went. I mean, it'd be an <laughs> absolute... Yeah. In a way, a blessing, but visually a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> It might even wipe the smile, uh, smile off um, his wife's face, who's, who's a perpetual <laughs> smiler. Anita yeah. Dobson. Yeah, she's a great smile. One of those people whose teeth don't overlap when they smile. They mm. sit on top of each other, like Posh Spice's smile. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's got one of those, uh, one of those grins yeah, where the yeah. teeth sit directly it's on top of each other. It's a bit PG Tips chimps, isn't it? Yes. I had a moment of uh, unrequested grooming. I kissed my wife goodbye when I was on my way out of the oh house God. recently, um, in the kitchen, and uh, she licked her thumbs and flattened my eyebrows. How did she? <laughs> I, I would... Uh, I, I like that. You like that? I wish, oh, yeah. uh, I wish Kath would... Um, I don't think it was meant to be amorous. I think it was more just tidying me up no, before I saw the outside The amount of men world. whose faces could be improved by some eyebrow. Yes. A, little, a little bit of pruning. I've got... I've got... The nostril hairs that were coming out the other day when I got in the car. All right, don't just give Look, us a catalogue. I've got nostril please. hairs I could knot at the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might do it at Christmas. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do go, that and I'm, then do the Don King gel. It'll be all right. Do you think that could be a dot com millionaire <laughs> if I invented face bonting? <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. 
This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean, Alan Cochran. Text us on 8.12.15. Oh, go on. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email us directly through the Absolute uh, blah, 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 website. The Absolute blah, blah, blah. You know, websites. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know websites. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. We were discussing the old uh, grooming habits. Whoever's phone have. just went off, could you please turn it off? Thank After, you. After... Um, was it mine? After Someone just got gets. an email. Thank not you. me. Not Did me I get an email? Someone I'm just got an, e- can you, an email. Everyone check their phone. If anyone got an email, it was you. I'm on airplane mode. Thanks. Can you all check? I'm on silent. Can you check? I think it was me. Okay. Sorry, Al. We've had an email. Good morning, Frank M and lovely Alan. Thank you. And the uh, you're talking about personal <laughs> grooming. I threaten to assist my husband with his facial grooming if he doesn't keep it under control. And more often than not, he lets me. What does that say about us? No way I would let anyone near me with tweezers. I also assist with body mole hairs. How much that must hurt. Oh. Strange man. Ow. Yeah, yeah, that was my feeling on that. Ouch. Well, the most copperly thing is that he's doing not the other person's blackheads. Is that's it the most couple? Is it the most gross? I think yeah. it's couple because that's. Just pay someone to I do it. I prefer a glass of wine in a box set. <laughs> but, uh, well, we're all different. <laughs> that's what I say is the most couple. I, I like thing. the I like fact that, that Frank thinks that sums up the life of a couple. Well, I think in an otherwise honest relationship, you'll get out and out bare face lies. In like, when you go ah ah that really, that really hurts, and they go it's coming now. It's com-, and it isn't coming. They're just trying to keep you on, on the. <laughs> It's the miles away. What about Dave? Woke up the other morning with my fiance over me, tweezers in hand. It's okay. Uh, yanking out an overgrown eyebrow. They've I mean, just tweeted she, that. How could she have hoped that he would have slept through that pain? Mm. I, I had to go. Try at, threading. I had to go at an eyebrow the other day with um, with just my bare hands. I just got it in between my nails, oh, and yeah. I pulled it, pulled it, pulled it, and it slipped out the last minute and curled into a tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny. It looked it look ready for the for the Scotsman's hairdryer. That's the kind of <laughs> that's the way it went. Anyway, maybe enough about groom. Yeah, we're starting it's not to just get a me bit. That's been on holiday. Starting though. to make me feel a bit um, sick. Hang on, old, I'm, just, I'm uh, just blocking someone who's been rude about me. Old, old <laughs> David Cameron. He's been on holiday. Oh, he uh, got stung. <laughs> apparently, he did. got stung by a jellyfish in, the, in the water in Lanzarote. And apparently, he went in there in spite of a warning because it says in the article, expat Wendy Lambert, 59, said one of her friends had pointed out to Mr. Cameron that. There's loads of jellies down there. I think yeah. that's why he went in. <laughs> I think he thought there was pudding in the water, didn't he? Can I tell you what I thought? I thought this was all a bit tragic. One of the pe- people sort of standing on the beach said he came running out of the water in his blue swimming trunks, rubbing his arm. It sounded a bit Mr Bean, didn't it? <laughs> well, he, he sounded a pathetic creature. I saw a picture of him and Sam Cam um, dining. And yes. I've seen them. I remember the last time. Do you remember the, the holiday when they didn't tip the, the waitress? I do. Oh, no. And they had to go back to the cafe and tip her the next day otherwise he'd have lost the election I think was the oh, theory yeah. Yeah, that is the- and I noticed on that holiday photo and this has been it's probably been two or three years ago that incident um, they were both wearing black and I thought that's not very holiday is mm. it and then they had a picture of him sitting at a table again He's got shorts on, but black shorts, black shirt. She's got a black dress on. They're like sort of like Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> if, if they'd been smartened up for Sunday school. Yeah, but yeah, I noticed he did have the tan suede loafer and he'd gone um, foot commando, Frank. Oh, Can you yeah. imagine? It was sans Sockless. Can you imagine the amount of thought that they must put into yeah. what he has to wear? Well, she yeah. has to wear high street 
I think at least one or two items have to be high street. And obviously, because they're both on holiday and they have to tip in cash now, they both wear a bum bag at all times. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a very... Where else with, would with you wear a bum bag, on apart it? from on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> never even think about Imagine wearing, wearing a bum one bag to the in this country. Yeah, I'm going to wear one to the BAFTAs. <laughs> they should really double up a cummerbund and the bum bag for awards, I'm gonna, Benedict. I'm going to wear one for the uh, Academy, the Radio Academy Awards, but I, my bum bag is going to be in the shape of the award. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Yeah. What about the corner? We haven't been down the corner uh, oh, yeah. today. Oh, Here yeah. comes. Here comes. Ready. <laughs> Email corner. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you I've, uh, I've got I've hired a town crier for email corner? Lovely. Is that Harry Seacom? Uh, <laughs> I suppose in a way we all are. Yeah. Uh, we're going to kick off with Tom. Okay, Hi, Tom. Frank. Yeah. Hi, Frank. About six years ago, when I worked in Hoban. Mm-hmm. I'd walked back... Holborn, I should say, is a sort of... Uh, what you say, the financial area of London? Yeah. Oh, I'd say... Sort of. A sort of business district. Borderline. Yeah. Mm. I'd walk back through the back streets, repetition mm. of back, but that's OK. It's not just a minute. Um, towards Charing Cross. <laughs> While okay. walking through Covent Garden, I had a phone call from a friend. While initiating the general small talk, I turned to see you carrying some sort of musical instrument. In a case granted, clearly you took care of it. Mm. At which point I turned and said, all right, Frank. I sounded a bit Adrian Charles. All right, Frank. <laughs> all right, mate. Um, my friend on the phone, on asking who the person was, I said hello to, heard my response. Oh, it was Frank Skinner. For some reason, I retorted, yeah, we're mates. Just for fun. That so wasn't just for fun. <laughs> the conversation moved on and my window of admitting this humorous lie passed by. Still to this day, when I bump into this person, they ask me how Frank is. <laughs> I tell him, fine, just busy working as usual every time. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, it's lovely. I love Tom. That's a brilliant lie. Lie big. The nice thing is that one thing I never had when I was a child, which I, I knew some children who did, was... Was, was uh, toothpaste? No. Well, OK. <laughs> it wa- included toothpaste, but I'm... Uh, apart from that, um, I never had an imaginary friend. Oh, fine. Um, and now... Um, I am one. Oh, that's it's nice, quite an it? elite group. Full circle. Because yeah. often they don't exist. They're, they're not. Yeah. You know, they're not people who uh, who are ex- who exist. <laughs> or you make your friend. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm quite uh, pleased with this. And can I just say to Tom that is a, a very accurate representation? Because uh, I mean I've worked with you what three or four years now. Yeah. And when people say to me, "How's Frank doing?" I say. Fine, just busy working as usual. There that's exactly what that's exactly what happens. Tom, you basically are my to be honest, you've written to me, which I haven't heard from lots of my real friends <laughs> for many years. Tom's so. basically a better friend than most of your actual friends. Yeah. I'd say Tom, if you take my I also get like regular emails and that from some of my uh, former colleagues at Barcelona. Oh yeah. My playing oh, days. There we go. <laughs> So it's the it's it's the it's the imaginary people who you uh, yeah ultimately you cling to in this crazy old life we live in, like one might cling to a floating um, seahorse type <laughs> thing at the, at the swimming bats. Look at the hairdryer out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. 
Dear Frank, the Divine Miss M and Alan Little Epiphanies Cochrane, thank you for that. <laughs> I have a problem and I think you are the only panel that will understand me. That's interesting. Well, that's nice, isn't it? I often write to um, the Gardener's Question Time panel if I've got a big personal oh, problem. Right. Well, I, I find men often say to me, my panel doesn't understand me. <laughs> yeah. I only do that if, if Robbie Williams isn't available. <laughs> 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 He's my life counsellor. You have to listen to last week's show yeah. to understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't we'll get repeat don't business call. from that. Good don't fact. give me that. Good look. news is uh, we did. We, we've heard it. So. Uh, good. The show makes no attempt to deny that any mistakes are corrected, or corrected, as Alan would say. Mm. Is this person attacking me, do you think? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's warm-hearted. Okay, well, let's, let's stick with that. Especially following the Jane Eyre and Latticed Pasties debacles. Oh, yes, oh, uh, yes, I too can't help myself. As soon as I hear someone say something wrong, I tell them what they should have said. Does that make me a bad person or just an irritating one? Thanks, Harriet in Nottingham. It's interesting. Where do you this. stand on this? Well, can I say I on the Latticed? I had a thought be. about the Latticed Pasties because I on. try to give you the benefit of the doubt because mm. you're rarely wrong. Oh. I wonder if the pasty might have been left on a wicker chair. <laughs> oh, oh, nice! Do you remember the nice bit of benefit? Do you remember the, the uh, Princess Diana <laughs> yes, story? I do. When the, the newspapers reported that oh, she had yeah. cellulite, <laughs> leave think... leaving um, leaving a gym, yeah, oh. in shorts, and the, it's at a time when the the royals never ever commented on anything in the press, and she released a statement to say she'd been sitting on a wicker chair. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was so marvellous. Get your priorities <laughs> right, love. Um, never ne- seen a pasty, of course. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there are lattice pasties, and that's that's that. Okay. And I've had n- numerous people uh, corresponding with me via Twitter, showing me photographs. Of lattice pasties? Yeah. Pasties. They cook them for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Don't eat fan food. <laughs> we return to that. But as for, t- as for telling people when they're wrong, it's sort of... Well, let's I do like de- Descartes. To. Should we bring up the awkward subject of Descartes? Okay. Yeah. When she says... <laughs> Does that make me a bad person or an irritating one? I think it might make a uh, part of your bit of the Venn diagram, Frank, of uh, just a bit of a gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, a bit of a gate. But you can't allow people to continue in error. No. I find. Occasionally... Oh, all right, Stalin. <laughs> occasionally you have to be diplomatic. I mean, I, I, when I'll we, tell you what I do, Frank. So, example, let's say it was... Um, what have I got to tell you? Example. Part example. With uh, Descartes. Yes. I'd say, oh, yeah, Descartes, yeah. So I just repeat it in the correct manner. Well, I repeat correct. it in the correct manner, as in... <laughs> Descartes? <laughs> Who's that? We should say this was when Alan Cochrane um, <laughs> referred to the French philosopher Descartes as Descartes. Yeah. yeah. I'd only ever read it, so... Yeah, it's all right. I hadn't said it out loud. It's fine. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it. What about when we, me and David Baddiel interviewed Prince Nassim, mm-hmm. who was a world champion boxer, yeah. I should say, before we, 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 you correct... And he said the Sultan of Brunei mm. had uh, given him a, a, a watch that was embezzled with diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he meant that. Funnily enough, we didn't correct. <laughs> we didn't correct him. So, uh, I mean, but generally... There I are think, people that you do correct and then there are boxing champions. Yeah. I think if one generally in life pursues the truth, mm-hmm. I think you're all right. So, yeah, I think you might lose a few friends. God knows I have. But, um, <laughs> but but other people imagine that you're yeah that's it. I'm, I, 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 all I, evens out, doesn't it? It's it. Yeah, I, I have sort Thanks of. Thanks a bit like a sort of uh, the equaliser. That's how you see your role, Edward isn't it? Woodward. I think. Yeah. I just find it hard. No, but not thanks to. for the tip. <laughs> but I also correct people about their whole world view. 
Mm. Not just minor uh, mispronunciations. And they, they don't like that, I find. <laughs> and you give them styling and makeover tips, I notice, a lot. <laughs> it's extraordinary. Yeah, but you know what? They're, they're from the heart. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. We're still in email corner, Frank. Yes, I can, FYI. Uh, I can smell it. So this is from Nick P, early 30s, Norwich. <laughs> I like early 30s. Mm. We're not on Tinder. Uh, dear Team Frankencock. <laughs> okay. We're okay still, That's I think, good. aren't we? Yes. I have a vague memory of Frank recounting on fantasy... I fo- have a vague memory as well. <laughs> <laughs> on Fantasy Football League circa 1994. Can I say Fantasy Football League was a TV show I did? People know that. They don't all know that. Not the young. It's 20 years ago that started. That he'd witnessed a QPR fan shout at former Norwich City player Ian Crook with the grave insult, Crook, you're a crook. Yes. Can I say I remember this? um, And it was Nick Hancock who told that story. Okay. Yeah. And it was on that show, but I cannot take credit for it. Okay. But yeah, it was somebody shouted. uh, It was like, Oi, Crook! (laughs) And he looked round and he went, You're... You're a crook. <laughs> it was that kind of... Uh... I was reminded of this at the very same ground this season when I had a similar quality taunt aimed at former Watford and West Bromwich Albion stalwart Paul Robinson. Mm. Oi, Robinson, you should stick to the barley water. <laughs> so a the panel bit... know of any further insults. It's a bit, a bit clever, that one. I like that. Well, I'd... Have you heard any good ones? I, I wonder if Robinson, you should stick to the barley water. Is that implying, like... As a business model, don't give up your day job, or is it implying you you shouldn't be this drunk when you're playing football? Is it saying oh, lay off the oh, booze? Oh, he's put a twist before? on it. He's put a yeah. twist on it. I've never, heard, like I've never heard those stories about Paul Robinson. I think he's no. clean living. All right, in that case, it's a business thing. You should stick mm. to the barley water. That's... A, mate, a mate of mine, um, Jeff, who was uh, another West Brom fan, told mm. me he heard a guy. And this is the thing: is if you're going to shout out abuse. Work it out in your mind first. Don't start. <laughs> and then work it so out. So there was this guy who played for us called Darren Bradley, who was... Yeah. Um, he, he was... He, I thought he was a really good player, but he, he was very, a big fan of the sideways pass rather than the forward pass. And this guy went, Oi, Bradley! You're about as positive as a... Negative Earth! <laughs> <laughs> Complete... He was probably an electrician that's made the world safer with his earth thing. But the terrible thing was that once he got up and made the shit, everyone looked to see what was coming, you know, and then it was was a terrible, crumbling, (laughs) awful moment. I think another really rubbish insult I remember was when the BBC did a dramatisation of Martin Chuzzlewit. Oh, I remember it well. The Charles Dickens thing. Uh And Gary Bushell said in his review... uh, too much chuzzle, not enough wit. Oh, yeah. oh, that's very bushel. It'd be good if there was such a word as chuzzle. <laughs> <laughs> but as it was, it was just... He thought, well, it's got wit in it, I'll just make it work. Mm-hmm. What about when my dad, Frank, was angry with the man on the tube? And the worst insult my dad could muster up was, you, you illiterate swine? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> Another bloke shouted as a football match I was at. A bloke missed quite a bad shot. And mm. an easy chance. Yeah. And, and this old guy next to me said, I wouldn't have liked to have been with you on the six-inch mortars. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, but he's been using that for 70 years, <laughs> that insult. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Frank Shoes. I'm sorry, we haven't discussed this on, on the show okay. as friends, but I was sickened. I mean, this morning you oh, said, indeed. oh, she look at the it. dust on my shoes. I know, they are very, very... It was I like mean, when dusty. Larry Grayson used to say, oh, the mockineer, which was one of his catchphrases, <laughs> I yes. believe. The were on your shoes. I know, they're just very, very dusty. <laughs> they, they look like they've been in an old, disused house for maybe four years. <laughs> You yeah. look like they've been in that Peter Weir film, Walkabout. Google it. I think I did. Um, I think I think the boys will remember that one. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just went for a bit of a dusty walk, that's all. Stop. You sure? You yeah. went for a dusty kept, walk? Have you not worn them for, like, six years and kept them in a woodworking shed? Or no, no, like I, I'm on a, um, a crypt tour of the UK. <laughs> I think we should take a picture You and Adrian Childs for the documentary. You can, you can, take can a you picture. take a picture for the readers? The dust. I've accidentally honestly, wiped, wiped a bit off on my trouser leg as I've sat here. Um, it's thick. Relaxing. Mm. Anyway, enough of anyway, my enough dusty of dust. shoes. I uh, shall shake the dust from my shoes when I leave these studios. Indeed. It's for uh, Easter. We need to um, we need to talk about uh, the Scarborough Beauty Contest. Yes, I said it. Scarborough Beauty Contest. I know. And, um, and they they had a fight um, to which the police were called after chants from a section of the audience were shouting "fix" when their favourite contestant didn't win. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, apparently, none of the contestants noticed that people were shouting "fix" because they thought people were shouting fit and that's the voice in their yeah. head all the or, time or thick fit mm. <laughs> yeah thick <laughs> I don't think that's quite as flattering because you thought, see there was a lot of fake tan I mean unsurprising what was a beauty contest I actually I know this is very Frank loves beauty contests I do I really I know, like I know. it do not, not for horrible sword but I mean you can look, you can argue this out politically as much as you like mm -hmm. but the bottom no one's ever come up with a look better than swimsuit and high heels <laughs> as a combo <laughs> It just really? works brilliantly. I think I prefer the trouser suit. Oh, don't try Cover and up. score politically correct I find swimsuit and high heels a bit too. Ronnie's dressed up as a woman or something. Uh -huh. And also, it's very carry-on film, Frank. It is, but that's what I like about it. It's got yeah. that British sort of... You, like that sort of thing, you can't yeah. take them too seriously. I, like I don't mean women, I mean beauty. <laughs> well, you, I think mean, you mean that as well. I, I also think. like... I say beauty contests. I, lo I love that they're called... Pageants <laughs> suggest some fabulous ceremonial. Don't get thing. me wrong, I love the Eric Morley days. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm talking about. As yeah, a, as the Halcyon days. As a family, Eric Morley. Morley explain, please, Frank. Eric Morley. Is. Eric Morley and, and his and his wife Julia. They ran Miss World, and they yeah. were, they, they, that's all they, they did. They became I think. celebrities as a result. You know, like oh. Julia's still at it. Yeah, she's on her seventh face. <laughs> God bless her. Um. But as a family, we would sit, we'd have a bit of pencil and a paper, yeah, a bit would. of paper and a pencil each, and we'd do our scores on, all the, really? on all the countries. Oh, I did. I always plumped for Miss Venezuela. I wonder about when I was, like, you know, seven. Right. It used to be a family event. Mm. To judge beauty. <laughs> yeah, and I, in many ways, I hate beauty. Right. I went past... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I we drove past... The pendulum has swung somewhat. <laughs> well, I mean, the concept of beauty why as, do a, you as hate, a... Why do you hate beauty? Well, I was, um, I was going past a couple of uh, shops was on the, in the tour, the tour truck, mm -hmm. and uh, there was one that was a tanning uh, place. A lot of that. And it said outside, tanning, nails, beauty. Mm. And next door, but one, was a boots, and outside the boots it said, pharmacy beauty and i thought beauty now has become a slightly naff mm -hmm. thing that you get in a 
Oh, you won't be getting this wall from the beauty cupboard then. No. Okay. I forgot about the beauty cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I've, my, my days of the beauty cupboard are long. long. If I, the last time I looked in there, Mr. <laughs> um, Mr. Timness was in there. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Do you know what Rob Young has said on Twitter? No? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, he says, as a watch has a, he says, bezel... Could it be embezzled with diamonds? Oh. Phonetically and accidentally, Prince Nassim might be right. Well, I didn't know a, a watch had a bezel. Yeah, a diving mm. watch has got a rotating bezel often, so you so can turn it to... I love the fact that, that I discover after all these years yeah. that, mm. I, that he was right, because th- yeah. then my restraint will be rewarded. And was that <laughs> Rob Young? That was Rob Young. Wow, he's got a wise head on young shoulders there. He, really he used has. to live next door to me in uh, Bristol Hall Road. In Rob Aldrin. Young? Yeah, he did. That's nice so he's staying in touch, one. though, isn't it? I still see him sometimes outside the Albion. <laughs> he's never mentioned uh, his, <laughs> never no- his the knowledge of the, of the watch workings. Perhaps he's a keen horologist. So what Maybe. about... If, if you take um, John Keats's uh, Beauty is Truth, Truth Beauty... Oh. Yeah, should it not and be? Just uh, wrapping up the show here on Absolute Radio. It's John Keats. Wouldn't there be an argument to have a beauty contest where it's hair scraped back, no makeup, a mm-hmm. simple, very simple chemise, like the no makeup maybe selfies made of Hessian movement? Yeah. Mm. So they're stripped right down to just a you know plain, very plain yeah. thing, uh-huh. and then uh, you could have two rounds. You could have inner beauty and outer beauty, and whoever gets the biggest total score wins. Oh. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> it sounds rather bleak, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> well, I think there's nothing wrong. 15 wouldn't that be good? <laughs> there's nothing uh, wrong with a sort of slightly Bucketian <laughs> beauty patch. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be happy with that. But what questions are they asked, then? This is the problem, I think. But you, that has questions It's inherently like, flawed, darling. Do you believe that the living are merely the dead on holiday? <laughs> 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 it's... Um, Tell me, uh, Miss Venezuela, do you feel <laughs> that life is a grotesque pantomime? <laughs> I believe that life, whilst dark in many ways, it'd be, stuff, it'd be very interesting. It would. And there'd be so lovely, plain-faced, fresh-faced oh, women. I love the existential pageant. Yeah? I'd be bang well, up they'd for that. They'd be barefoot, I think. I think I'd do well in that, if you don't mind me saying. I'd hate to be arrogant. Would you be all right with a, with a scraped back hair and no makeup? You'd be I do no that? makeup, makeup. And no, one no, would know. no, no, you see what you've done. <laughs> yeah, people try that yeah. on the uh, World Wide Web and then they get called out, don't they? And yeah, look at poor Catherine Jenkins. I'm just... She's been torn to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not one to gossip. <laughs> and, um, yes, yeah, so thanks very much for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.